Welcome back to Paper Dragons. We really appreciate you guys listening. We had some technical difficulties here at Paper Dragon Central, and a few life things happened that prevented us from getting the podcast out on a regular basis. Uh, We have upgraded a few things, and we're hoping that we're going to be back on a relatively normal release schedule. Please keep listening, and we really do appreciate that you guys are out there taking the time to listen to our show. Without further ado, let's get back to the action. My backup D20. You always got to have one of those. I do. I have. I keep one in my desk at work, too. You never know when you're going to... Traffic jam should be part of D&D. You roll things. Well, you're stuck. Man. There's, a, <laughs> there's this web series called Humans and Households. Yeah. And it's about this sorcerer who brings these mighty heroes mm-hmm. to essentially play a game of humans and households, which you know, is them doing mundane things, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the first episode is them trying to figure out like how to appease the god that deals with the crosswalk, because they're like sitting there waiting for his blessing, like to <laughs> carry over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you guys are standing at the edge of the Tuan Forest, looking in. Uh, down a small trail. We must go after this Larrigan Lionel fellow, and supposedly he went into that forest. Indeed. You know that it's going to be about a day, day and a half ride into the trail in order to get where Jefferson Geminus, the sheriff, had uh, told you Larrigan was going to be. So you guys figure you've got a day's journey at least. Might be a little bit less than that. You guys have horses, so you probably do it in a day. I would say a day. We have two horses, right? Um, we do now. Does the trail we're on, does it look like it's been recently traveled by a bunch of folks on horseback? Uh, it's grown over, but it looks like there's been some kind of recent activity down that area, yeah. This forest... Is it pretty level, or does it look like it's a steep, like, one way or the other? Uh, no, right it's pretty level. I mean, it's it's like any forest. You're going to have some up and down, but it goes pretty pretty much level. Okay. And so Thor is pretty thick, thick. Like, would it stop tanks going into Belgium, or, like, is it pretty thin? Depends on where you're at in the forest. It is, there are parts of it where it gets pretty thin, and you'll have, like, meadows. But for the most part, you've got trees pretty solid on both sides of the trail. This obviously was a trail that was either already a game trail or it was one that someone deliberately cut out so that someone would have access into the forest. So the horses would be okay getting through it? Oh, yeah. The trails probably tend to probably 10 to 30 feet wide, depending on the spot you're in. So it's not huge in a lot of spots. It's pretty narrow. But then there are areas where it widens out. Not the whole thing is there are a few spots where you're going to be like one horse deep. So actually probably about like eight feet across. You're going to have one, maybe two horses. That's going to be about it. There are a few sections where it's going to uh, widen out. and You'll have maybe, uh, yeah, like I said, 20 to 30 feet going across it. 
I get. So I guess Ranger takes point, right? In his first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So just go into the forks. All right. Follow dutifully. <laughs> I'll take a spot right behind Casey. Behind him? Uh, behind Willow. Sorry. There we go. I was going to say, Casey's not running for the forest. She's, <laughs> <I might. laughs> She's got her fingers on the controls here in a paper dragon central, you know. That's right. Willow, how will these tracks look? Do I roll to know how, how old they look? I'll give it to you. It's probably, you'd say some of them are within a day. Um, and some of them are, most of them are a lot older, but there are some that are within a day of uh, where you guys are at. Some seem to be within a day old, and then some seem really, really old. I don't recall if they gave us an estimate on the numbers of the folks that were in the raid, how many raiders there were. I think the only one that was mentioned for sure was... Uh, Larrigan, he said the lady who had uh, survived it fingered Larrigan, and then she ended up passing away from the arrow in her chest later. So thinking back to, it didn't look like there were a lot of bodies that weren't like in that blue scale armor, right? So more than likely, whatever band went in there was able to overpower them, and it didn't look like they lost anybody. Or, and I can't imagine they took their dead with them. Probably a fairly sizable band or a very powerful arrogant, one of the two. So, Willow, how many tracks are you seeing within a day? I mean, how many people are we trailing here? I'll go ahead and roll for that. Ten's pretty low. I would say... Um, Is that an adjusted ten? Yes. Ah. From what you can see, it looks like there's been a fair amount of activity, but you're not sure how many people end up, but there's been a fair number of people using this trail within about a day. It looks like there's been a few amount of people in the trail, but I'm not 100% sure how many. All right. Well, guess we'll find out when we see them. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm going I'm to try this to ascertain the same thing using okay. my nature score. Yeah, I'm good with that. That's an 18 adjusted. Somewhere between, I would say, like 7 and 12, somewhere in there. Could be 10 men. I mean, that would make sense, considering the level of violence we saw at the bench. That's a good point. Uh, so my suggestion is, as we figure out as we get closer, we might want to scout these people and come up with a plan. That's reasonable. It may be beneficial for somebody who is wise in the ways of the forest to follow us off the trail and out of sight in case there's an ambush in wait, and also to hide our own numbers. I was just going to suggest that they will disappear into the forest, as my people do. I didn't really want to talk about that, but we are very, very stuck. Like we used to run into the forest many, many nights. Sometimes we would have. But can you run into this forest? Yes, yes, I can. (laughs) And be unseen. That will be important because if you are caught alone, 
then you will be in great danger. Of course. Nothing can see me if I am not wanted to be seen. One time I went to this forest. So you can go into the forest and hide? Yes. Okay, perfect. Great. Very good, then. Let's do that. But do be able to see us. We don't want to be split too far. So, Alan, or... or, Uh, are you uh, going off into the forest now, or are you waiting till you get closer, or what are you doing? I'm going now. I, you can't see me. You're gone. Okay. Kragar runs off into the forest. Like a shadow. And, uh, well, we, we probably should have had him... We should have figured out a signal for him to give us should he find anything. That would have been smart. Yeah. Well, and that, <laughs> been, that would have been real good. Can I, <laughs> Do you think we can call him back? <laughs> can I point out the one flaw of this plan? I realize the I'm being a nice DM right now. You know going into the forest where the camp is is a day's travel away. So you're moving at gnome speed... For two days, well, or one day on horseback. We're moving at bear shaman speed, though. I well, bear. I mean, what's your speed? Which one would that be? So, on this sheet, there's in movement. It's in the upper right-hand corner. So, for a gnome, it's probably like a speed of four. And nothing in there. You guys don't have anything in there. So, it's based on your race. Well, really, your size, right? So yeah, know. he's small. Yeah, pull up size and armor if you're wearing it. Yeah, it, he's small, so I can guarantee his foot speed is uh, okay. Um, <laughs> lower, but then let's also look at uh, he's also going to be moving through uneven terrain, which is going to slow him down by. Oh, I'll be nice to say one notch below what his full speed is. And he's going to be moving stealthily, which is going to slow him even more. So what we're saying is we need to call Craigar back. (laughs) 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 Or is it too late? We can't. I mean, if he doesn't want to be seen, he's not going to be seen, right? He made that very clear. But you said to have him in our sight. Well, no, I told him to keep us in his sight. Well, Um, Well, we should be able to wave him back in without making a lot of noise. I would, I would think so. And I'm just trying to make sure that you guys understand the. uh, Oh, and the time crunch was you guys, Aunt Fia and Hello, are trying to get back to it within five days. It's somehow happening at this point. (laughs) Depends on how quick we kill this slug. Um, Right. So spending two days in the forest, I'm just putting it out there. No, I, I don't disagree. So I'm going to wave and attempt to get Kregar's attention and wave him back in. Okay, do I roll to, like, see if I see him? Or does John roll to see if it works? (laughs) (laughs) No, I I think Kregar would roll. Here's the thing. Kregar is unfocused at times. So the question is, Kregar, do you see him? Okay, so should I roll for that or... It's up to you. If you want to roll for it and leave it up to chance. <laughs> He's asking you character-wise, do you think you would be like, do you think Kragar would be right up to the forest? Yeah, you just told him that you're super stealthy and you're going to keep him in sight. Yeah. But 
You just disappeared should, into the wood. I should leave it to chance here. Let's see. <laughs> eleven. What's your uh, perception? If you rolled a ten, I rolled eleven actually. You were eleven, so nineteen is your adjusted score. Yeah, you see him waving at you. What do you want? Come back. I may not have thought this through. We need to rediscuss this. I, very well. I was about to discuss. I was going to tell the story of uh, the time that I went to the forest and how. Uh, well, that's a long story. Celerity may be more important in this case than subtlety. So we should. I do not know those words. We need to be faster. To a point where, yeah, we're a day and a half away. So maybe to we close as much distance as we can today, and then tomorrow morning we do the stealthy approach thing because they're more likely to set an ambush closer to their camp than they are this far out. But I'm impressed with your ability to be stealthy. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. So let's uh, let's let's melt back up and bombadita down the road here. We will bombadita. Yes, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, happy happy trails as we bombadita. <laughs> happy trails. Oh, no, happy trails. There it is. To you. <laughs> Until we meet again. And the rest. Hey, that could be our closing song. <laughs> no, we no, we uh, can sing that at the end of each podcast. I think there's a uh, probably a, um, a copyright copyright on that one. Oh, it's it's got to be in the public domain by all. Um, uh, so you guys are traveling. There we go. That's where we yes. left off at before the musical interlude. <laughs> Which is probably going to stand there just because... Well, we need to discuss a musical episode. Right. <laughs> well, we, we could do one whole podcast where everyone randomly bursts into song. Uh, no, well, it's not buying? Mm-mm. No. Nope. I'll uh, listen to y'all, though. <laughs> oh. I can work with that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Back, back on uh, current podcast. Alright, you guys are traveling through the forest, so what are you guys doing? Um, trying not to talk. Which is really hard for this character. I mean, not to the same degree as Craig are. <laughs> well, can't we talk at this point? Like, we're still a day out. Right? Fair enough. I would say as long as you're not yelling and screaming at each other and you're keeping it low, it probably isn't going to create a problem. Not yeah. yet. <laughs> so Sam is definitely probably chewing on the emotions of what just happened, as well as, you know, being freaked out by... The recent events, and then, of course, seeing his friends, A, dead, and B, not what he thought they were. So, there's probably a lot that he's going through at the moment. Um, so, he's probably quietly contemplating a lot of these things, trying to, definitely trying to determine what is real and what is not. Because he, I mean, he doesn't even know at this point. I'm going to have... Be dead, as far as he knows. I'm going to have my bow in hand, uh, arrow... Ready, I'm going to keep an eye out for some fresh game. Okay. In the forest, can we hear, like, um, nature at all? Or is it pretty quiet? There's a little bit of noise, but not much. It's pretty quiet. Um, Once in a while, you hear something in the 
far off distance. You're not hearing anything up close, especially not while you're anywhere near the uh, scene that you just left. Around that area, it was, uh, I would say, pretty close to dead silent. <laughs> oh, ow. <laughs> oh, that hurt, John. <laughs> so is Sam would Sam want to talk about anything or um, open to that? I mean, he doesn't really know you all, all that well. True. And so probably not. Although it would definitely be clear that he was chewing on something. Still writing oh, silence for a little bit. Can I have a spell for that? The spell for what? Oh no, I was healing. I was thinking because I helped you with a healing spell, but that's physical damage, not yeah, not emotional. Not emotional damage. You got to deal. You with are that not advised to healing magic. Is that correct, Gregor? Yes, I have many, many abilities far beyond what I would reveal. And yet, how does one heal a broken heart? It is very difficult, my friend. It's, I remember I once courted a troll woman. It was significant size difference, so it was difficult. Uh, and I felt deeply. I don't, yes, I don't really want to talk to you. But I feel very deeply for her. She had the most beautiful eyes, and she was strong, very strong. She had muscular control. She could do this. Before you um, regale me with that story, I have to ask. Um... Oftentimes in the past, you speak of uh, family and you speak of losing things, losing people you love. Yes. So there at the Rosenshine Ranch, I mean, I, those are people I grew up with. Those are people I loved. But and I, and I feel an immense sense of loss, but not just not just because they are gone, but because seeing them there, I realized I did, never really knew them at all. I had thought them to be peaceful ranchers, and yet there's scaled armor and weapons and things I had never known existed there. On top of the thing, serving things we saw in, in the, the room, it's like, have you faced something similar in your past? Well, we never know truly everything about those we know. After the dragons came to strive villages and we all went off to those of us that survived sought revenge we did dark and horrible things that I I, I will not talk but about but we, there's a question though you, you, you talk about the things you did to the dragons that, of course, still weigh on you, but you also talk of them destroying your villages and ruining your way of life. Which came first? The dragons came first. Perhaps we do bear some responsibility. We infringe upon their territory. My family, as you know, we 
we grew prunes, many, many prunes. We were very wealthy in that. Uh, we had very many recipes for prunes. They were the finest in the lands. Eating pies and cakes and often throw parties. I understand prunes were. In fact, we became the technology for plumbing in our village was above. For for what? Was far far at the cutting edge. Uh, We had cisterns carrying miles and miles. What is this plumbing? Yes. Well, there. There is definitely an aftermath for a staple diet of prunes. Oh, I see. Uh, oftentimes there were rivers of... So, which overwhelms you more, Kragar? The sense of loss over your people or the sense of loss over yourself? That is a difficult question. This is one that I am varying right now because I do not know if the entire way I grew up was a lie. I also do not know if I am really alive myself right now. And in that I do not know what things I will do that I will never forgive myself for. Willow's going to fall back. So, Pam. Yes, Willow. I really don't understand the whole death thing. Um, There's a lot that I really don't understand right now. And I kind of need your help. Okay. Back home, I'm just, I'm with my brother and with my sisters and my mom and my dad. And I'm not used to being around anyone else but my own people. And so I don't, I don't understand, I, I've never seen death. I've seen, well, I've never seen, I've seen Feywild death, but I, I don't, I don't know how to, I don't know how to help Sam. And I feel like I should, but I don't, I don't know how. And also, I'm new to being a ranger as well. I'm just following in my my father's footsteps and my brother's. And when you ask me these questions, sometimes I just don't, I just don't know what I'm supposed to be saying. Well, I can, I can certainly understand all that. Um, to speak to each point you asked about in order. You know, death, you got to look at it as it is a part of life. It happens to all things. And I understand you want to help Sam. And I'd like to help him too. Sam has got to want to let you help him. And the best way you can help him at this point it's just to let him know you're there for him. Give him as much support as you can. Uh, and okay. how can I help you as far as your skills? I 
I'm relying on you to help get me through the forest because, hey, I, I'm a pal. I don't do the forest thing all that much, even though I'm an elf. You have much more experience in that than I do being out in the wild. So I've spent the last several years in temple. This is true. But I will help you as much as I can. By the way, Willow, I just got to ask you a question. Don't prunes come from plums and plums grow on trees? That's what I thought, but this is where I started to get really confused, too. And they started talking about brown rivers, and I just, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not quite sure that Gnome is in his right mind. Um, so I might want to keep shouldn't. an eye on him. <laughs> I mean, he <laughs> seems okay, a little eccentric, but we just might want to keep our eyes out. <laughs> more questions you ask, the worse. <laughs> so maybe what you're saying is that we shouldn't send them out into the forest? <laughs> I don't know. Let's, let's <laughs> mull that over. Okay. But gnomes, I've never worked with gnomes before. I don't know a lot about them, but I have heard that they have good wilderness skills. So, and he could just be putting us on, too. Who knows? That's true. Uh, Mr. DM, sir, have I observed any edible wildlife? Uh, not really so far, but why don't you go ahead and give me a, a nature check, or a perception. Mm. Um, you can make a case for either. Nature or perception, whichever you want to give me. I will give you nature. Okay. Oh, and I suck. An eight adjusted. Yeah, uh, there's nothing around here. I'm not even sure the trees are around here. I don't know what's going on. There's a deer snickering in the corner. That's <laughs> <laughs> about the only thing you hear. Is there a coyote? That is the main question. It isn't right in front of us. Following you. Don't worry. Because he's wild. Uh, uh, <laughs> that was a joke I missed I understand what you're going through. When I lost my friends and family, I lost myself as well. You have an advantage. I am here. And I have been down this path. And I will watch you. If I see you move yourself, I will make sure. I will make it my blood oath. We'll not go down the same path. Thank you, Gregor. That that means a lot. You're welcome. I will not hesitate to strike you in the head well, over and like, over again. No, uh, thank necessary. you, Gregor. <laughs> that I, means that means something. You're very welcome. Right, put this away. Will looks back to each other, not okay. being the crappy of each other randomly. <laughs> After it would sound like a nice conversation. <laughs> Sam looks worried. <laughs> you know, twitchy bear shamans tell me they're gonna alight me on the path oh, man. with their shillelagh. <laughs> like what they gave me, it's Simba over the head. 
It's in the past. <laughs> it's in the past. It doesn't matter. It doesn't hurt. It's in the past. So you get into a point where um, the dirt road is just wide enough for you to ride down to a pile. It's narrowed down quite a bit. Uh, the yellowing leaves are blotting out most of the light at this point. The smell of musk on rotting wood permeates the air. No animals seem to be moving around or making any noise. So, why don't you guys give me a perception check, whoever wants to. Adjusted. Twenty so, adjusted. This place looks great. <laughs> We're totally cool, guys. I've got a seventeen, but we'll go with Willow's score. Okay, so I add those that three and five. I think it last time. What did you? I rolled five. Oh, okay. Three is what you would add to what you rolled. Right. So, so, so you eight. got an eight. Eight. And I'm sorry. What did you get? Well, I got an eight adjusted. Okay, so... Well, well you're, you're, you're training perception, right? So you're adding an 8. So you rolled a 5, so 13. Okay. Oh, I was right. We're adding this number over here, right? Right, correct. Because okay. this is this is the total, right. essentially. Okay. So your perception's 3. Yeah, so, so yeah. You got a 20 adjusted. 20. Yeah. So I want to make sure I was on the right yep. side. Right. You're good. Sounds like everyone kind of at the same time, more or less... Here's some twigs in the forest getting snapped. Here's something moving on either side of you through the forest. And oh. as you look uh, as you look around to see where the sound's coming from, you're actually seeing um, you're seeing shadows moving through the forest tracking where you guys are at. How many? I'd say Willow definitely can tell that there's Six to seven different shadows moving around. On which sides of the road? Both sides? How many per side? Uh, split up pretty even between both sides. So three to four on each side? Right, right. How far away? 20, 25 feet. What time and, of day is it? Uh, let's see, it was midday, I think, where we left off last session. Mm -hmm. Six o'clock. Will my low light vision work under the tree canopy? Uh, yeah, you can see better with uh, your low light vision. I would say so. What do these, are they human, humanoid, four-legged, two-legged, eight-legged? Oh no, these are people. They're people. Do they appear to be armed? Uh, yeah, yeah. And as you guys are moving in, you guys actually go into more of a wide open path. You kind of squeeze through a bottleneck here, and it's quite a bit wider at this point where you guys just opened up into. Uh, they're staying off in the forest on either side. If you guys are staying relatively center, they're probably, I'd say, 30 feet away from you on each side, give or take. So we're in the bottleneck now heading towards a clear area. Did I hear that correctly? You uh, just enter and we do a clear area. Are we in the smack <laughs> dab in the textbook spot for an ambush? Oh, no, you were just in it. Okay. And it, it would have been better if I would have okay. drawn it up to where it was only uh, one horse wide. 
Oh, so, but, you know, so you they guys get a little bit of an opening to where you can get away from them a little bit more. But yeah, you guys are uh, you're getting pretty close into them. Okay, so um, folks, I suggest we uh, pick up the pace and get into this open area. Okay. Once we hit the open area, I think we should spread out and see what these folks do. So, folks at home who can't see our miniatures look sweet. <laughs> yeah, the miniatures were, uh, we couldn't find them anywhere. Uh, we looked online, we looked at some local gaming stores here in the uh, Portland area because we were looking for it, just didn't have the right combination. And we went to uh, Modern Games out in Bend and, uh, they happen to have all four miniatures for our characters, uh, just pretty much dead solid perfect on every one of the characters. And uh, where we couldn't find them before, all of a sudden it's like, oh, here we just need to go to Bend and go to Modern Games. So, <laughs> so my thing is, Modern Bend. <laughs> if you are ever out in uh, Redmond Bend area, of Oregon, you know, head over to Bend and go to Modern Games. They have a Decent selection of minis and some other stuff. So I wish I'd have known you were having trouble. I Game Castle down here in Eugene's got a pretty good selection too. So give me just a moment. I'm pulling up some uh, so some even better miniatures. <laughs> oh yes, these are just amazing. Again, um, would you John's say they're awesome? awesome? Yeah, I'm going to move John so that he can see the Everything characters. Everything is awesome. <laughs> Everything's cool when you're part of a team. A D&D &D team. Right. <laughs> I'm so glad that you guys are coming up with all these other songs because I have the Clues theme songs stuck in my head. Well, uh, you all are helping me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, now now that the that generation has turned 21, they should come up with a Booze Clues bar. There you go. That would be amazing. You're going to print money, John? Is that what you're going to do? <laughs> no. I wish. If I could print money, I'd, I'd, I'd be long gone. Okay. Uh, so I can see the House of Blues Clues. There you go. Yeah. I don't know you find a thing. I, I, I didn't ever watch this show. So <laughs> I, I can't make up a song. But Hopefully not going to make noise. I found the clues. Um, All right, John, I'm going to move you here so you can see our awesome little setup. Oh, the earth is moving for me. Can you see that? I see the dog. <laughs> the bad guys are Lego men. I love it. That's awesome. Let's go through roll call real quick. This way, everyone has a good idea of who we're talking about as we go through this. Over here, with the little uh, green hat, that's Steve. See Steve Irwin. <laughs> yeah. This guy's Lefty. Uh, we got Nick over here. <laughs> right. That would be Nick for you. The man is a saint. We have Redbeard. 
Correct. Oh. Could, could I ever assist at that? Uh, I don't think no. So. I, I think not. I feel like you kind of. Okay. And you didn't. Kind of copper. Sort of top him hat. He's got his top hat. Then we have. Uh, Smee. Smee. Alright. Then we have Babe. And we have. Gilligan. Errol. Oh. Errol Flynn. Yeah, okay. Why don't you guys all go ahead and roll some uh, initiative? <sighs> Sam, what was your initiative? Uh, nine. Willow? Fourteen. Trigger. Okay, let's see. Six and that's about five. Did you say eight? I Nat twenty. Okay, Nat twenty doesn't mean a whole lot on initiative. What would your total be? Twenty-two. Twenty-two, okay, cool. That gives you a good initiative, it just uh doesn't give you any bonus to have a nat twenty, unfortunately. It's the one time that it doesn't really matter. That sucks. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you were hoping for something fancy, but you know. It's cool when you're part of the team. You're living the dream. <laughs> so, um, folks, do we want to try to ride through them and see if they attack, or do we just want to go out and blitz them? I- Considering all things considered, I have a feeling that just right in the center is a great way to get a swarm. <laughs> I think I, I think they're going to attack. Oh yes, this was. Uh... But keep in mind, we don't have to outrun the bandits. We only have to outrun the paladin. <laughs> <laughs> you only have to run faster than the slowest guy. Yeah. You don't have to outpace the dragon. You just have to outpace the paladin. I don't, I, I don't know. My movement rate is six. I think I'm a little yeah, faster but, but, than a gnome. In a true paladin fashion, you're going to sacrifice yourself for the good of the group, right? I mean, that's you know, of course you're going to stand and fight, <laughs> and we're just going to. I don't know. My job is to watch Willow's back. Okay, so <laughs> you guys were up in a position to where they were kind of on both sides of you already. So we're going to go here. I'm going to move you guys up a little bit. All right. That's all of you guys. I am going to start rolling for... Okay. At will powers are powers you can use as much as you want. Okay. And then encounter powers are powers you can use a certain number of times per encounter. And then um, daily powers are ones you can use once a day. Ooh. These guys kind of got the drop on you a little bit. So one of the things I love about Team D is how the dice tell the story. I think it's thematically appropriate that they got the drop on us. Sometimes it ties right in, you know? Once per encounter for your encounter powers. Yeah, I wasn't sure if I was going to do that. 
Okay, we have our marching order. Dun dun dun. Hey Sam, what's your dexterity? It's like 30, I think my bonus is like plus 8. Just kidding. It's 10, with no bonus. I was gonna say, that doesn't sound quite right. I mean, but you let me make this damn. character however I want. It's like the most amazing. Yeah. Are these guys coming into melee hand-to-hand range, or are they still in bow range? Uh, they're in the tree line right now, and they're going to be coming out very shortly. As in pretty much on their turn, they're going to be... Uh, most likely move into um, melee. So you'll probably have at least one round where you can use a bow, depending on who you want to aim at. You didn't bring a great sword, did you? No, just a bastard. You can't swing the right sword in the forest. I am Fia. You are uh, right here, your second in line. That was kind of the order that we had you guys in before. I know at one point you were talking to each other, but then uh, when you came down to the area where it had only one forest wide, you would have had to. Um, Separate out, so I'm assuming that's how you went. Um, so, uh, we got a whole bunch of people around you at this point. Um, no one's within melee yet. Uh, what do you want to do? No one's within melee yet. The one closest to Willow. Uh, Smee or uh, Babe? Which one appears the more serious foe. What you're seeing is a group of six people that are all more or less looking about the same. They're all in kind of raggedy clothes and they're uh, like those guys on that side definitely out. No, the other ones are still in pretty far, but the ones on your side um, that are closest are carrying clubs. So they're the three on that side are definitely all looking at pretty identical at the moment, but they're wielding clubs, and obviously they're going to be coming in closer to give you a smack on the head. But they're not armed with anything more than clubs. Not that you can see. Not that I can see. <laughs> okay, no, fair enough, fair enough. And they're definitely looking to be on the attack. Yep. Okay. They're definitely aggressive at this point. They've got you guys surrounded. All right. I'm going to try to stick Shmi with an arrow. Shmi? Okay. Yeah. No, that's Babe. This is Shmi here. All right. So. All right. Give me an attack roll. Four, 13. In a momento. 
That is a miss. I am going to use uh, Elven oh. Accuracy. Uh, that allows you to re-roll, is that right? Yes, it does. Okay, go ahead and re-roll it. And uh, just so that everyone knows, if you're going to be using a power with it, make sure to mention your power before you attack. Because if you attack without it using a... Uh, talking about the power that you want to use, then it will be considered just a standard melee attack or a standard... Uh, it's basically a standard attack. Okay. So, uh, John, go ahead and re-roll that. Did, and it's a nat 20. Nice. You were attacking me. All right. And that's a longbow. That's a 1d10. Well, now, do you, on a natural 20, do you do yes. automatics? Na max damage? Max damage plus... What is it on your... Uh, on a bow? Is there any additional? Is it a bow or a longbow? It's a longbow. The 1d8? That longbow's 1d10 for damage. Yeah, 1d10. Okay. Well, um, what's your max damage on that? That would be 10. That would yeah. be 10, yeah, because there's no strength modifier okay. for a bow. Uh, yes, me drops. He's out. Cool. Poor Shmi. Oh, I see how it is. I see how it is. <laughs> no, you, you can help. I don't care at all. All right, so you did an attack roll, so that leaves you. Uh, you guys have an attack action, a move action, and a minor action. You also have an action point, so if you decide, hey, I want to do something in addition to what I've already done, then you can have one action to, that you get on top of your normal three. Or just one per day. It's one per day unless you hit a milestone. After you hit a milestone, then you get one back. But you can only use one in any encounter. So, John, is there anything else that you want to do? Do I feel that there'll be too close for Bo? in a moment. Uh, my three next using round. clubs, yeah, they're going to have to rush in on you. Okay, so I'm going to stow my bow and draw my sword and try to move a little closer to Willow's back. Okay, you're one uh, square away. Do you want to move to where you're between her and Babe? Or do you want to... Because you got people on both sides, so... She's, she's down one opponent on her left, so I'm going to move to her right. You're the main color there. Do you want to move... Uh, from where you're at there, do you want to move to the right or to the left of her? Uh, okay. Um, I'm actually looking at the back of the party right now. Yeah. So, she's got three people to her right and two people to her left, correct? Yep. I'm going to move to her right. Okay. You want to be right next to her? Um... Closer to the folks, I want to be basically wingman. Okay, so that looked good for you? Yeah. Alright, do you have any minor actions you want to use? 
No. Okay. That accomplishes everything I wanted to do. Okay. Do you want to use your action point or leave it? I'm going to leave it. Okay. All right. So, Smee is out of the game. Poor Smee. Hook should have never fired him. See what happened? <laughs> so, Lefty is up. First thing Lefty is going to do is move up to Plant uh, Pia. He... I'm going to double check my move. I'm sure he's got more than enough for six, yeah. So, uh, Lefty has moved up on you. Okay. He's going to take a smack at you with a club. I'm fairly certain that will be a swing and a miss. Yeah, that comes out to a six. Does a six hit your AC? I seriously doubt it. Well, I would hope not, since you have, like, uh, armor. <laughs> uh, armor class zero, if I figured it out right. We're not playing Thacko anymore. <laughs> uh, your AC should be in the left-hand uh, middle... Right, middle column. It's under your alignment. There you go. <clears throat> middle column under... Well, it says defense... So at, um, at default, without any armor, it's 10 plus half your level, plus your dex modifier. Okay, my uh, dex modifier is plus 2. And then I'm wearing armor, scale armor, which is a plus 8. So does the scale armor have a dex penalty? I don't know. I have to look. No. Okay. Well, we can safely say that puts you at... 18 right there, so yeah, a 6 isn't going to um, do anything. So he's uh, he's swung and missed. By the way, did you guys, are you still on horses? Yeah, I Okay, I am. Okay, I'm just checking. Ooh. <laughs> I should not get off the horse. Okay, uh, let's see. Next up is Steve. So Steve is going to move one, two, three, four, and he is going to take a swipe at uh, Sam. He's going with the club. Fourteen. So thirteen spikes. Okay. Six. Wow. Sam, you are unlucky. All right, so you got spammed. You got smacked. Sam got pimp slapped? Yep. Ouch. Sorry, Sam. Sam's got a couple tricks up his sleeve whenever it gets around to his initiative. I think he's probably last. No. Uh, you're kind of middle of the pack. All right, so Sam got smacked. Okay. Uh, Alright, well that leaves Steve done. On to Errol. 
Errol has a Alright, well Errol is going to move out to the edge of the tree line and take a shot with a bow at Willow. 10 versus AC. That's going to be a mess. What's your AC? 15. So that's going to be his turn. Topper's up next. Topper is going to move up and take a smack at Kregar. So... Ooh! He apparently did not like Kregar because that has a chance of hitting. Uh, 22 versus AC. So 10, 12. 12. Yeah, so that's a hit. 11. Oh, that was No. <laughs> no, that was my attack against you. So there we go. All right, so. Five damage to Kregar. So keep track of your hit points. And always make sure to let the uh, DM know what the um, number of hit points left are, because that makes it easier for me to... I mean, um, yeah, see, it simplifies my life. I like it. Topper's turn, very effective, very effective. Well, what do you want to do? Okay, so who is next to the Yeah. Okay, so we've got Lefty. And then we've got Babe over here, and we've got Errol over here. Errol's the one that shot at her with a bow, right? Yep. Okay. Errol had to die. All right, so what are you going to do? Okay, so I'm just going to use my longbow. Okay. And use Elven accuracy. Um, that guy. So, what about, so I roll need, your detail, then you add. Do you your, have any powers you want to add to that? At will powers? Yeah. Well, I have a hit and run, but I figured that had to be like when I was not on a horse. What's the. Uh, Good way. No, you'd be able to move the horse and still move. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't have an issue with that. Do you? Is there somewhere that you want to move to? I think attack and then move. Okay. Um, does that add to damage or anything? The hit and run. So it's just um, the weapon one times the weapon damage with the straight modifier. You know that actually isn't really going to help you because. You don't have you. You're not being threatened currently, so because we're hitting what helps you is you allows you to move without invoking an attack of opportunity. Okay. Um. So if you're going to use, let's see, um, careful attack might help you. 
because you get the your dex plus two to hit. You see nimble strike. Nimble strike allows you to move one square before you attack. That doesn't count as a move action. And you see twin strike. That's when I have the thing with twin strike. Oh, that allows you to attack, to target two creatures. So. One, you, you two, three, four. You got Babe, Errol, Redbeard, and Nick over here. I would go after Babe and Errol because you've already got one person down on that side. Attacking two different targets would be a good idea, though, because yeah. you're yeah. spreading out the damage. And okay, so that would be the twin strike then. So what this means, so using standard action, okay, not your move or your minor, okay. requires melee or ranged weapon, which you have to be wielding two melee weapons or one range, which you got your bow. You're going to target one or two creatures, in this case, arrow and babe, okay. and it's your dexterity versus AC. So basically you're going to roll, you're going to add your dex modifier, and you're going to compare it to AC. You're going to do that twice. Okay. So we're rolling 20 for that? Yep. And the damage means it's... It's essentially the weapon damage. That's what that W means. Okay. Whereas you can increase at 21st level, it'll do double. So, but you work 21st level always. <laughs> just <laughs> a little bit. bit. Yeah, that's just left that way. Um, so go ahead and roll your. Um, okay, what are you doing first? So she's doing twin strike, right? Yeah. Twin strike. Okay. And Against she's targeting you. Arrow and Babe. Yeah, Arrow, yeah. Okay. So you want to start with Arrow? Okay, so go ahead and roll your d20. So 13, so 16. That hit. So 5 damage. Is that adding anything onto that? Or? Uh, no. Damage is just what one with the weapon damage per attack. Okay. 5. Uh... Now he's got an arrow flint to arrows at him. <laughs> And I'm sure that won't annoy him at all. Now we should uh, <laughs> diplomatize, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, so Willow, uh, you made your attack roll. On... Yeah, make your second one. Same target, or it can be against the second. Okay, so it hit. It hit him. Actually, you would have had to declare it before rolling, so... I, yeah, they were saying both. You were yeah, saying both, so... Yeah, I already declared it, so... Yeah, go ahead and roll it. So, nine. Nine. Yeah, oh, that's nine, all together. Okay. Okay. Uh, nine's going to be a miss. Uh, you have all of an accuracy, though, if you want to use that. Is that uh, once per encounter, that's, or...? It's an encounter... So what? Uh, it's well, but that that goes with your race, doesn't it? Yes. What color is it on your sheet, or oh, you? Um. So, what's your fighting style? I should I should ask that. Or turn Uh. Yes. Yeah. So once per turn, as a minor action, you can designate an enemy near you with your quarry. Once per round, you deal extra damage to your quarry. Extra damage is based on your level. So, 
If you're saying that's your core, you can get to roll an extra one d six. Um, we'll back it up this time and I'll let it okay. happen. But in the future, you need to make sure to call that kind of stuff. <laughs> well, that's getting weird. <laughs> okay, so what is she able to add to it? Um, so that would be one d six. So add another d6 damage to Harold. D6 square. You can use Elven after she has an encounter power, so you'd be able to do it once per encounter. Okay. So the question is, do you want to do it now, or do you want to save it for... Go ahead and uh, let's finish that one up first. One. So do you want to add that, or do you want to you want to re-roll it, or do you want to save it? I'm going to save it. Okay. So, wing and a miss. Okay, so now you have um, a move action you can do, and you have a minor action that you can do. Well, the minor action was the quarry. Oh, is that it? Yeah. Okay. So you have a move action that you can do. Do you want to move from where you're at? Stay put. Stay put. <laughs> Okay. Thank you. Fair enough. So, do you want to use your action point or do you want to save your action point? Save my action point. Cool. Cool. Uh, so, that's all from Willow. Uh, let's go to Nick. Old Saint Nick. Let's see what he can do. Alright, he's going to come up and greet uh, Fia. With a club upside his head. 22 versus AC. Okay, so I've got plus 8 for armor, plus 2 for dex, and a base 10. So does that give me a 20 armor class then? 20, yeah. Yeah, so that would hit. Batter up. Alright, well, take one point of damage there, Fia. Okay. Underwhelming turn, but at least he made contact. Redbeard. Redbeard is going to come out of the tree line there, and he's going to also take an attack on Ayatia with a longbow. Wait, charcoal. Let's see what we got. Eighteen versus AC. AC is twenty. Alright, that would be what they call a miss. And he's gonna hang back. Okay. Next in line we have Sam, you're up. Okay. I'm going to cast Cause Fear on um, Steve. Steve? Okay. Yeah, Steve's uninjured, right? Uh, he is uninjured. So, um, this is a Wisdom versus Will with a range of 10. Okay. And it is a standard action. So, oh, sweet. So, 19 plus 4, so 23. Okay. 11. So he moves his speed plus my so speed plus two away from us, 
and this movement does provoke opportunity attacks. So both Kragar and I would get to do an attack of opportunity. Nice. Us. So let's resolve the attacks first, and then we'll do the movement. Okay. I have a mace. Reach out and touch someone. Right. So 14 plus my strength, so 15. Uh, 15. Against uh, Will. Um, no, against AC. his AC. Yeah. Yep. Um, that hits. Okay. So, eight, so can I borrow your eight set of die? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so, what is that, Steve? So that's four damage to Steve from me. And then, Craigar, you also get to do a basic attack as an attack of opportunity. He's down. I need to worry about it. Oh, never mind. I'm down? No. No. Steve. Steve's down. Oh, Steve's down. Apparently, four points of damage. Did it. Level, we got level, level one characters. He just got love. <laughs> it wasn't so much that I hit him as he ran into my mace, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, you just have to be looking at Exactly. <laughs> like, like Shemp, you know? Yep. Okay, so. Yeah, first of all, Sam, is there anything else that you want to do on this turn? No. Okay. Uh, that leaves us with Sam. So now we're going to go to Kragar. Kragar, you have uh, Topper right up in your face. Alright, so he's a little too close for the uh, for the bow, for my short bow, right? Oh yeah, you would, uh, well you could do it, but you would receive an opportunity yeah, attack yeah. for that. So what do you have melee wise? I have a short sword. That'd yeah. probably be the one you want to... Uh, I can't read my own writing here. Uh, one D, yes, one D. One D six, but you want to use one of your at will powers, right? So okay. hold on, let me pull up the, your shaman. I can tell you what you can do. So actually, you have lots of stuff you can't do. Um, <laughs> do you want to cast a spell, or do you want to hit him with your stick, or, or sword? Stab him. Okay. So um, I have a whole lot of spells. Is your spirit companion out? You didn't call him no. beforehand. Okay. Hold on. Oh, yeah, just do this. No, because it requires your spirit companion. Requires your spirit companion. Requires your spirit companion. I'm a little bit ahead. Yeah, it's okay. You can just hit him. Um, just do the... I guess... Defending strike. It's 1d8 plus wisdom modifier damage. Okay. So... Which is going to be better than your short sword. So that's D8 means the 8 side dice. But first you got to attack him. So your attack is your wisdom score versus his reflex. So, so roll the 20. Roll the D20. And add your wisdom. So right. 5 plus whatever your wisdom modifier is. Plus 3. So 8 versus his reflex score. Versus reflex. That's going to be a miss. Kind of figured that out. Yeah. And then, what can you call your spirit? Call spirit companion is as a minor action. So, uh, you conjure your spirit companion in an unoccupied square in the burst, which is a burst 20. So, basically, anywhere 20 squares adjacent to you. Okay. Do you want um, to, are you summoning your. Spirit Companion? Yes. 
Okay. The spirit lasts until you fall unconscious or dismiss it. That occupies one square. Enemies can't move through it, but allies can. When you make a move action, you can also move your your spirit equal to your speed. He can be targeted by melee or ranged attacks, although lacks hit points. If a single melee or ranged attack deals damage to him equal to 10 plus one half your level or higher, it disappears and you take damage equal to 5 plus one half your level. But what's nice about having it is that when you use your strikes, you get adjacency bonuses for different things from your companion, your spirit companion. So like, for example, that defending strike that you did, or no, you did protecting strike. No, it was defending. So until the end of your turn, you and your allies gain plus one power bonus to AC while adjacent to your spirit companions. Alright. So let's put them right on the square with the pop Probably right here because then we would get the adjacency bonuses. Okay. Plus, he would be flanked. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> From the WWF. Awesome. So far. Uh, sorry, John, I forgot to show it to you. <laughs> hey, John, there's a bear. Aww, how cute. John, get it. <laughs> Oh, uh, it's not season right now. <laughs> Besides, panda bears are a member of the raccoon family. They're not a true bear. Okay. I only recently learned that there was such a thing as red pandas. Alright. Now the other was a day. <laughs> okay, so what are we doing with the bear? It, can you do anything more you summon him, or...? Um, he, um, so like the, the bear um, gives adjacency bonuses. Okay. So based on his powers. And then it can be attacked. You have to do 10, or essentially 11 damage in order to dismiss it, otherwise it just Yeah. I would say Anakia and Willow are looking the other direction, so you don't see the bear randomly pop up behind you. So I think that's where we're at right now. Okay. Trigger. Uh, do you want to move? Uh, actually, pretty much if you move, you're going to take a uh, attack of opportunity, so that probably wouldn't be wise. Now, one thing that you can do is shift pressure on a horse, so that makes it more interesting because you'd be moving two people. But, but then, I don't know if you can shift on a horse. I mean, you would just shift off the horse. Yeah. He wouldn't take me or the horse with him. You would just... But it wouldn't provoke an attack of opportunity. Yeah, if you're next to someone and you want to get away from them, uh-huh. if you just take off running, you're going to get hit. Right. Uh, uh, potentially, if you take an attack of opportunity. If, uh, if, shift, I don't. if you shift, you're basically spending your move action watching <clears throat> them and slowly backing away. Right. Yeah, slowly in air quotes because it's actually still pretty quick, but it's. Uh, you're focused on just getting away without getting hit. Mm. And where you're at right now, you've got the three of you attacking Copper where you're at, so you're probably best just staying put. That's you could attack you Copper hit. just attack again. Face it back to you. You already used your attack. Right. Yeah. Okay. So my reaction was to. You get one. Call Bear Bro. Yeah. One standard, one move, one minor. Now you can trade off your standard for a move or a minor. You can 
trade off the move for a minor, but you can't trade up. You can't give away right. two of them and get a better one. So. Honestly, I wouldn't move because right now Topper's flanked, and if he tries to move, he will get an attack of opportunity for both of us. So Topper's here, right Over here, Spirit Animal's here, so he's flanked. Yeah, I would say so. Okay. I'm good with that. So, Krigo, do you want to use your uh, action point or do you want to hold on to it? You know, hold on to it. Okay. I just wanted to make sure you guys are thinking about it while, you know. Sorry, when do we get it back again? Uh, once you hit uh, a milestone or take a full rest. Okay, got it. So now we need to move on to Smee. He's going to decompose. Um, Babe. I hadn't thought about that, but Babe is going to come up with a club and go battle her up. So. Damn, <sighs> deep pick. So Babe is attacking Willow. Oh, goody. Which is interesting because, you know, Bat, Wood, Willow. Club. <laughs> oh, let's see. Whoa. Although Willow Wood doesn't make a good club. No, no, it wouldn't. Um, 18 versus 18. 15. Dun, dun, dun. Six. Six points of damage. Ah, ah, ah. A one, a two, a three. And that's his turn. You said six points, sorry? Yeah, that's it. Sorry. No, I just wanted to make sure. No, I just wanted to make sure. No, you're fine. And I'm not worried about you guys getting there quite yet, but if you hit the uh, half mark for your hit points, then you're at bloody, so make sure you call out whenever you're bloody, that way we know uh, what's going on. Bloody but unbowed. Bloody but unbowed? Yeah. yeah. It's the, from the poem Invictus, right? Against the bludgeonings of circumstance, I have mm. not winced or cried aloud. Then, what's the next line? And then, my head is bloody but unbowed. Oh, makes sense. There we go. Okay, that was Babe. Any of you out there listening are probably going, that's not the words at all! And, you know, and that's totally <laughs> fine. You're allowed to rage. <laughs> but just remember, I am the captain of my fate. That's where we're going to stop this week. Thank you for listening to the Paper Dragons podcast. If you have any questions or just want to contact us, you can reach out to us at paperdragonspodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us at paperdragonspodcast.com. On social media, we are Paper Dragons Podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe so that you don't miss any upcoming episodes. Thank you all for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.